like one mm-hmm. by one everyone was taking off their hijab and it was obviously like hijabi influences that I grew up watching were doing yeah. that and I was like why like why is yeah. everyone taking it off like it's they're not responsible for anyone else's actions but they have a huge influence and I felt like they need to uh, maybe yeah. um, refrain <laughs> from yeah. like promoting wearing tight yeah. clothing and like with the whole makeup Mm-hmm. side of it do you know what I'm saying yeah 100% and I understand what you mean where it's like they're not responsible for it however if we like look at it at a different angle we're responsible for what we watch and what we like subscribe to or what we follow so I feel like obviously mm-hmm. we can't force people to do anything people are all going to be themselves regardless of what we do and what we believe in however we have to take that like step to unfollow people that are negatively impacting our lives do you get it mm-hmm. And I feel like I've really seen a mm-hmm. difference in mm-hmm. like unfollowing people that are not maybe adhering to the correct hijab because not as a judgment to them because everyone's on their journey and I probably sh- it should be like we should assume everyone's better than us just so we don't come across as someone that is um what's the word prideful um you know we can as- assume someone that doesn't wear hijab mm-hmm. is better than us however we don't have to follow people that are not I mean as, like people we would take as inspiration. Especially, I feel like, for younger kids. Even though we're growing now, I believe mm-hmm. I was definitely negatively influenced by people I've seen on social media and YouTube. Um, but yeah, I guess my point is, like, these conditions will be harder to follow if you watch and you, like, consume yourself with people that don't actually adhere to these conditions. Oh, and I was going to say, like, you know, okay, when I was in secondary school and stuff, like, when I first started doing hijab, like, part-time, mm-hmm. I would wear it like properly covering my hair, covering my neck and everything. Um, but I feel like at one point it's very, very easy to give into that wearing like a more the pretty, I don't want to say prettier hijab style, but do you get what I mean? Like the mm. but like socially accepted, I guess. Yeah. Or socially, yeah. Where you show you show your neck, you can you show the front of your hair, like when you see everyone wearing it like that, like it's kinda of like, oh, I wanna do it too. And I did yeah. get into that, but I'm very glad that I have refrained from doing that now. Yeah, alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. I would I would definitely say the same. I feel like I definitely gave into it some uh, at some point. But um, I wanted to bring up, I've, I heard there's a saying, I don't know who said it. I'll like post it on my Instagram if I remember, but the eyes and the ears are the gateway to the heart. So the things that you consume, like whatever you watch, if you watch bad obviously bad shows if you always hear it's like swearing every youtube you watch is swearing or saying indecent stuff that is going to affect your heart at one point or another and i feel like people don't like to admit it like people will be like oh i'm watching this or i'm hanging around with so and so and your eyes and your ears are the gateway to the heart so if you don't want your eyes and ears i mean if you don't want your heart to be poisoned don't allow to you know listen to poison and um, yeah, one other thing I was going to say, Imam Ibn Al-Qayyim, Rahimullah said, sins destroy the heart just as poison destroys the body. So don't like, yeah, basically, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's self-explanatory. But yeah. On your point about like refraining and protecting your eyes and your ears, basically, I also wanted to include that, the point that in the Quran, the... Um, when when the hijab is addressed, it's not addressed to women. It addresses it mm-hmm. to men first, and that men should be lowering their gaze. And yeah, and what's important about it that is like 
obviously women should wear the hijab. However, if a woman is not adhering to the correct hijab, but you're a man and you're lowering you're lowering your gaze anyways, that's not going to affect you. Do you know what I mean? Because you're protecting your eyes mm. from the poison. Um, and if she's wearing a hijab, then even better, but still lower your gaze, brother. <laughs> but, um, yeah. It's literally one look only. Exactly. One look, free pass. But other than that, you're accountable. Um, when like the hijab was revealed, because obviously in the time of the Prophet, وسلم, the Quran like verses was being revealed one by one or groups by group, not like a whole surah at a time. And um, obviously back in Jahiliya, back in the time of like mm-hmm. ignorant people, the women were wearing their hijab. For example, their hair was covered or some of them, some of it was covered, but they would drape the material behind their shoulders. So the whole like chest would be out. Obviously they're wearing clothes, but it'd be you know, like, obvious, their shape, whatever. So um, the Qur'an was revealed to, like, cover your, drape your material and cover your bosoms. And that's basically referring to the way they were dressed. And it also says, do not dress like the women of Jahiliya. But now you see people wearing turbans exactly the way that the ignorant women used to wear it. And it's so scary to see that we're in big 2022 and people, it, it's scary. Obviously, there's no judgment, but it's scary to see that people are going exa- against exactly what, do you know what I mean? What people are warned against. When the verses was revealed, it was said that the woman, um, as soon as they heard the Prophet, like, reveal that verse, Sallallahu of, like, wearing a hijab, they would literally, like, scrambled and got any material just to cover themselves. Do you know how, like, Subhanallah, like they must have been so like fearful of Allah because obviously their dresses, you know, ignorant woman, it wasn't revealed. As soon as it was revealed, they got the curtains, they got their bed sheets, and they just covered themselves because they loved Allah that much. And they was like, I'm gonna do it right now. But yeah, it just shows how like different they are to us. Like we don't have as much fear of Allah and as much love for Allah. Um but obviously it's a journey and may Allah make it easy for us all. Now we're just gonna briefly talk about the niqab because I feel like um, we wear the jibab and the only next step really is to like wear the niqab but you know mm-hmm. I just want to hear your opinions on it and would you wear it would you consider it or would you not what is your opinion from like my family background I know like the niqab for my dad is like an absolute no-no he's like there's no point I want yeah. to do this and that I feel like it's a humongous step to go wrong um Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's definitely would be harder in a country like this in UK, even though London is like, mm-hmm. I guess, a bit more progressive and diverse. It's it would still be extremely hard. Like if I got shout out just saying the job, I don't even know. Niqabs does sound a bit scary for me, but inshallah, if it is written for me, then inshallah, I will we're in the club one day I'm not against it I do I do think it's a huge step though but what is your opinion on it yeah no 100% I agree um same with me like I'm, I think I brought up a couple of times with my parents and they just was like you don't need it like you don't need to wear it and I'm just like I understand but what is your opinion they're like just obviously it's like what you call it praiseworthy but I feel like our parents are just mm. thinking in terms of they don't want people to Islamophobe us, if that's even a okay. phrase. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but in terms of me personally, I definitely take, because there's two opinions to it in terms of like the scholars. There's not like, um, what's it called? A ruling. 
because people have, the scholars have not come to a decision, if that makes sense. So some scholars say it's wajib, like if you, if women don't wear the niqab, they're sinning. Um, and other, the other like side is, it's not wajib, however, it's recommended and everyone should wear it. So both like sides are saying everyone should wear it. Mm-hmm. However, one is wajib and one's not. Um, for me, right now, I'm on the side where it's not wajib and it's recommended. So I definitely would, like, probably wear it um, whenever, obviously, Allah permits it. But, um, yeah, I definitely think it is a big step, just like you said. But I feel like after the jirabab, I just, I don't know, I feel like I need to do something else to get closer to Allah. I just want to always kind of climb the ladder. And I feel like that's the top of the ladder. You know, like, when you're playing wall climbing, like, as a kid, and then you do the bell, that's what it feels like. It's like the bell. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, personally, when I see like women or girls my age or younger wearing the niqab, I'm just like, Allahum barak. Like, I see them as so, what's the word? So inspirational, because it's not easy, like you said in the West. But um, yeah, I just wanted to like say a, what do you call it, a verse from Surah Al Ahzab. Um, it says, And when you ask his wives for something, ask them from behind a partition. That is pure for your hearts and their hearts. And that's where people say, like, Allah is talking about the niqab because it's kind of like behind a screen, talks them behind a screen. And, you know, a niqab is like a screen. Um, so, like, yeah, if the woman of the Prophet wore that, mm-hmm. like, why can't we? Do you know what I mean? I see it as something, of, as, of course, it's a big step, but it's also such a big honor. Um, mm-hmm. to completely hide your beauty and just say, you know what, I want you to um, judge me based on my personality, um, my like service. If it's a job, I want you to judge me correctly, not by how I look. Because I feel like pretty privilege is a big, um, it's a big thing. When you're wearing a club, oh, yeah. if I'm pretty, if I'm a zero or if I'm a 10, like you'll take me either way because I can perform well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, also, you mentioned me and Hamda, we were talking about niqab before. And Hamda was like, your face is literally like the most beautiful part of your body. Like, mm-hmm. it makes sense to cover it. And I definitely agree with that. Obviously, people, yeah, your hair is very beautiful. But without a face, what is hair? Do you get it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess if you don't have much hair, you still look beautiful with your face. It's the face that makes it, I guess. Mm. Um, but yeah, I guess that's everything. I can't really think of anything else to talk about. Um, so this episode, I feel like it's a bit shorter, but we discussed basically what the Quran and, you know, the Sunnah, what the Prophet's words used to do. Um, but definitely I just wanted to make a disclaimer, even for this, for the other episode, that whatever we say, don't take it, don't just take our word for it, do your own research. If any, if we make any mistakes, it's from us. It's not from the Quran. It's not from the Sunnah. Um, mm-hmm. So may Allah forgive us for any mistakes. But um, yeah, we pray that we have like benefited you. And even if it's one person, even if it's half a person, like <laughs> we pray that yeah, this has been beneficial. But do you want to have any last little things, Tanya? Uh, no, I just want to say, inshallah, Allah makes it easy on all of us. And I said this last episode as well, inshallah, if you your majesty journey can start soon or your majesty journey can progress, um, yeah. Yeah, so inshallah, we'll see you in the next episode. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.